0: From the studios of their respective lounge rooms, a team of pyjama-clad
1: TV tragics ready to slice, dice and dissect the best and worst of what's on the box. It's TV Binge Box.
2: Good evening, red carpet lovers, and a huge Oscar-worthy welcome for a very special episode of TV Binge Box, the podcast where we take a little time each week to discuss the best and worst of what's on the box. And we've all been on the box today or all been glued to the box today uh we'll get up onto that a little bit later but joining me as always are my favorite fellas a very warm welcome to the man who knows more about tv than anyone i know mr stephen malk hello
0: that's me that's you i, I don't have know you been heaps. glued to the box all day i don't know heaps about tv i mean the oscars have played a big part of what i did today but thankfully not the only part
2: Oh, that's good. Well, that won up on me then. Oh, I did do a grocery shop as well. Okay. Uh, and the man who would be a wonderful trivia host if he didn't have a very busy day job already, Mr Stephen Brook, did you play any two-up over the weekend, I wondered?
1: I did not, but I did see a film that I think will save the future of cinema. Wow. Oh,
2: wow, that is a statement and a half. Godzilla versus Kong. (laughs) Oh, really? No, seriously, that
1: that have been the headlines. Because it was an unexpected blockbuster that audiences are flocking to, despite half the cinemas being shut down. uh, And that has made Hollywood think again about getting more films into cinemas rather than just on streamers. Mm.
2: You're actually 100% right there. they are actually redevised all their plans, haven't they, to launch at least four weeks before it goes to the streaming services. All right. Sadly, no Dan this week, but he will be here with us, no doubt, sometime soon. Meanwhile, we do have a lot to chat about in our group binge, so let's get straight into this week's business with...
1: Clap. Or Slap.
2: Now, just because I like being a little bit tricky, this week I'm changing things up and I'm throwing a spanner in the works and I'm going to throw to you first, Brookie. What? what has been on... I know! <laughs> Did you read Outrageous. that in the script? Outrageous. I thought, I'm going to try and minimise, because we ha- we've we been off air for a week, so that means Malk's been on his TV for two weeks. So heaven knows how many shows that means, how many complete series that means. So, Brookie, what Uh, have you been doing over the last few weeks? Because
1: I'm in my late forties, I've actually forgotten what I'd prepared for the previous (laughs) week. So I'm going to be super brief, and I'm already giving my first clap to a program I've only watched 50 minutes on before we recorded, which is the new Big Brother.
2: Oh, you saw it? Wow! Hang on, it's. Eight o'clock now, so you've managed to watch half an hour.
1: Yeah, exactly. And already, I'm thinking, these are some these are some real Australian people that I would quite like to spend some time with. So it's looking far more sophisticated than last year. It's like a kind of escape room. There's all these different scenarios and Mm -hmm. rooms and landscapes that they're showing in super quick time. And the star at the moment is a 32-year-old female farmer from out in the uh, South Australian boondocks who um, (laughs) first thing she said was she didn't like the water because it's got chlorine in it. Hmm. Anyway, so I'm encouraged by that. I'm giving a cautious... Yes.
2: I need to interrupt for one second and ask you something. Would you feel any differently if I was in that house?
1: Yes, I'd be giving it a double clap. Oh, <laughs>
2: because I kept this one very quiet from you all, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it now. But I was definitely being courted for that series. Wow! And I could very much have been in that house, but I was. I'm such a scaredy cat.
1: Oh, I didn't think
2: I could handle. I would have been beside
1: know. myself with excitement, Joe. That would oh, have been great. There you are. Of
2: all the series
1: right, to, to be on. a cautious. I'm giving a cautious clap to Spicks and Specks on the ABC. That old favourite has returned, mm-hmm. I think, because yeah. everyone is in, uh, suffering from COVID, uh, so their old gang is back. Uh, I think it, it's a little bit tired, and it feels like the main hosts are going through the motions, but the guest stars keep it interesting. Actually, one of them I saw in the Melbourne Comedy Festival, Nath Valvo, and... Mm. Uh, who is a young, gay, Melburnian, and uh, he had a great routine. He was talking about, you know, everyone was in lockdown in Melbourne last year, and so a large part of it was about streamers, and he introduced a new concept, which is stick with it. So all his friends are saying, oh, I've got this show, you've got to stick with it. You know, you've got to watch the first 20 episodes. <laughs> then it gets really good in the second series, and I think we've all been there. So props to Nath Valvo. I'm giving you a slap this week to the ABC's big new drama blockbuster, Wakefield, what? which I kind of should like because it's set in the Blue Mountains, an area I've spent a lot of time of west of Sydney, very atmospheric, beautiful part of the world, set in a sort of, basically a lunatic asylum, to use the old un-PC phrase. Uh, I watched half of the first episode and it didn't grab me tonally. I sort of thought it was wrong. The characters weren't really that interesting um, and so I thought I'll go back in the second episode, but lasted even less time, which surprised me because it's been critically acclaimed. Mm. I yeah, think every television program that tries to deal with madness cannot get past one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Mm. And uh, to me, it's a pale imitation and is lacking all the charm. So that's a slap from me.
2: Mm. Okay, nice and succinct. Mm. Okay, well, Malk, you do have a bit of extra airtime then, I think.
0: Oh, look, no, I'll race through it, Joe, because I know we (laughs) have heaps to talk about with our group binge this week. I did drop a whole bunch of things on the back end of um, TV uh, Black Box podcast, which I guested on. Felt very strange being a guest on that. Um, I did listen. But good to be there. Good to be a part of Mm -hmm. it and good to, to... Tell them what they really should be doing. Um, the, the, the ones that I'm watching this week, I've got two slaps, two claps. Um, so I will, and I'll give you the, um, uh, the slaps first, even though in the script okay. I've written them the wrong way around. My apologies. Um, the, first, the first slap was a US series called Made for Love. It's an intriguing proposal. Uh, woman has fallen in love with a, a just multi-billion dollar Elon Musk style character. Who, un- un- unaware of her, has a uh, emotional implant chip put in her brain oh. so that they can monitor her feelings and her responses to unspoken responses and all of those sorts of things.
1: Uh, understandably, that sounds very high concept. She's not, not very
0: happy about it, and she leaves. Her dad, played by Ray Romano, um, isn't getting over the fact that his wife sadly died of um, cancer and has taken on a new lover... Um, a woman called Diane in the form of a, uh, a companionship doll, shall we say. Oh. Mm.
1: Also very high concept. <laughs> well, it's
0: not great. It's not great. Um, and I really wanted to... So it's to... a comedy. Is it a it comedy? It is a comedy. Is it... Okay. it was not Gosh,
1: great. Okay. Um, right. Can we move on then? Yes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I don't think I, think I want to hear any more. The
0: other one was a comedy... I do love Ray, though. Mm, another one was a comedy Shame. called Rutherford Falls um, on stand. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from, by way of Peacock in the US, NBC's streaming service. Uh, stars Ed Helms uh, as uh, the, you know, uh, many, many lines down. There's a guy called Nathan Rutherford, who is, you know, part of the family that created the town. It, it, it has a relationship with a local Indian nation, the Minishonka nation, uh, that have a casino in town. And they've, they, a long time ago, formed a, an alliance and, and signed a treaty. Um, however... Uh, That all blows up in his and everybody's face. It is a comedy. They do do some really interesting things talking about race and gender and how we perceive it and how we react to it. Unfortunately, not very funny.
1: Oh, Oh. well, that fails the test then, doesn't it? Yeah, so
0: unfortunately, a slap for Rutherford Falls. And I did hang into the whole 10 episodes to see if it got better. It did not get better.
1: Sounds a bit like the Oscars, Malk. Look, (laughs) we're
0: getting there. The good news is I found two good Uh. things to watch. Um, Friends on... SBS Viceland on Tuesday nights 8.30 there is a show called Patriot Brains it is your standard comedy panel show Uh, it is filmed in New Zealand it is hosted by UK comedian Bill Bailey Uh, Australia v New Zealand Uh, and so there have been Tom Ballard Rhys Nicholson Mel Buddle Harley Breen representing the Aussies Melanie Bracewell um, uh, and, and a bunch of other Kiwi comics I'm sorry I can't remember them all it's just funny. And it's like the games okay. are lame, right? It's not even that the games are good. It's that they've edited it so well where they keep all of the actual funny stuff in. Um, I Laughs per episode. This has rated off the charts for mine. Patriot Brains. Tuesday night. SBS okay. Viceland. Uh, a great show. Gather around it. Friends. Do it. The other one, I've been diving into the preview vault. Um, what was an absolute hit for the ABC? I think it was two years ago now. Love on the Spectrum. Oh, my God, I love
2: that show so much. It kicks off in a couple
0: of weeks' time. And oh I've watched the God, first two mate. episodes and it is oh. delightful.
2: Is it as beautiful?
0: Everything that you loved about it before is back. Oh. Michael, um, who was, oh. you know, the very formal Wollongong boy who just wanted to find love, loved wearing a suit, is still looking for love.
2: Is, is he trying again? Mm, He's still, come still back looking the for second love. Time. It's amazing. Oh.
0: And we meet some new people. Teo from the Blue Mountains. Um, yes. And there are some other returning faces. It is just glorious. I love Love on the Spectrum and it's coming up soon oh. on, on ABC. Huge clap to both of those from me.
2: I'm so excited about that one. Tao, uh, I work with a group, a, a charity called Autism Mates mm. and Tao is one of our models who models with us every uh, year at Westfield mm. at East Gardens. And she actually is a gorgeous model. Yes. She actually is, you Romanian know, girl. has actually modelled... In LA. She's stunning and I can't wait to see her love story. And she's been keeping it under wraps, so I hope she's found love. Oh, that's delightful. Um, right, I will try and race through mine. Uh, you're lucky we didn't air last week because I was pent up with so much rage over the maths finale all the that I even had to comment. I wrote a long, I never do this, I wrote a long tirade on, I think, WSFM's Facebook group wow. page or something. I was just in so much. I wanted to give a huge red flag alert to Melissa. We've done, the story's been done to death, so I'm not going to go back over it. But girl, you've got to get out of there. And I hope the experts or Channel 9 are looking after these people post production because they really, really, really need to be because this is a serious recipe for some. Ongoing mental health care you love that this, is going jo, to be very that the necessary. Line,
0: that the line on Twitter of the finale for mine went to Dee Madigan, who people might know from Gruen or, or those sorts of things. Yes, uh, Dee. She said, what did she say? Well, she said that uh, if only the experts had matched Beck and Blake together, they, uh, they could have been married by gaslight. Bryce.
2: Beck and Bryce. 100%? Beck and Bryce, yes. I was going to say, last word on that, final word on that. Beck was equally, if not more, despicable Horrendous. in that pairing. Horrendous. Horrendous. Anyway, okay. Is that a clap or a slap? Just one. That was. It was a clap of love, but a slap for just just the people on it. Despicable, some of them. Uh, quick mention of Dancing with the Stars last night. Luke Jacobs, girls. If you haven't actually downloaded that clip, please do yourself a favor. Him and that chair dance. I can't even. It'll keep you warm and cozy at night. Uh, that's all I want to say about that one. Um, it, it was it was well worth a watch. Younger on Stan. Big clap from me. This is the final series. I don't know if you boys have ever watched this one, but this is so close to my heart. Has
1: just been recommended to me. Oh,
2: Brookie. you've got to stick
1: with so- it, rookie. Uh-huh. Seven
2: seasons. <laughs> You've got seven seasons. But they go so quick. And if you loved Sex in the City, it's the same creator, Darren.
1: Yeah, Darren uh, Star, And so it was sold. So so I'll tell you how it was sold to me. It was sold to tell me. Us. Darren Star and their half hour episodes. So That's I exactly I'm it. It's so quick. You, I'm can, in. you,
2: can, you can cook. Tick and and tick. I've got to say, I felt like Liza could be me when I found her. I was lost. And well, I'm still lost and so is she. So it kind of works. It's perfect. Uh, The difference is she has a great job now, um, seven seasons on. If you don't know the premise, it's about a woman in her 40s trying to get back into the workforce. She can't get it after her husband cheats, of course. Uh, Daughter's off to uni. She can't get a job. So she actually changes the age on her CV uh, and reduces it to like 25 when she's in her 40s. Anyway, she actually gets an entree position into the uh, business she was actually quite successful with to begin with. Anyway, it's really, really fabulous. I love it. So that's a big clap from me. I'm still watching four-year-old, sorry, Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds. That is still uh, on my absolute watch list. Mayor of East Town. we will discuss in a future group binge. I'm going to make you watch that one, Brookie, because that is worthy of discussion. That's the new Foxtel drama. Only two episodes have aired yet. It's with Kate Winslet, Guy Pearce. And uh, the young, and Gary Rice, the Australian. It is so good. It's, I'm, I'm going okay. to say... I'm
1: putting it, I'm like writing it on my list. It's and better I'm than not... the
2: Nicole and Hugh one we watched oh, last week. Oh, well, way yeah, way that better. was
1: that was a great way group better. binge. And when I say writing it on my list, I actually have a physical list that I've just put <laughs> on my napkin there. Well, that? we were wait... at the top of my list. <sighs> Because there's only get one technical. thing on it. Oh, no, i put a Younger on it as well. Oh, put Younger on it. Okay. Can I
2: get you groovy when you're out of your DVDs? Can you get on your notebook? It's on your iPhone. It's the yellow notepad. Type it in there and you can find it no, always. You don't have to hunt I, for the no, <laughs>
1: Joe, but the phone is on the couch and I can't break away from my umbilical cord with the headphones. Plus, oh, I just okay. think it'd be rude oh. if you want to talk about okay. your clap of slaps. I'll take the headphones off and walk away. Yeah, yeah, but I just yeah, thought yeah, you would not appreciate that. So, anyway. Well, you might
2: want to because my big clap for the week is a guilty treat only for those who like trash and who like flash. And that's really me. Uh, and who can stand subtitles. You also need to be able to cope with those. I found this nugget of gold on Netflix. It's called Monaka. Has anyone come across it?
0: Nope.
2: It's a Mexican. It's a bit like Succession, but set in Mexico. It's a, a very wealthy family fighting for their inheritance.
1: Is there's it, drug
2: cartels and.
1: Is it a soap?
2: Uh, fringes on, fringes on. But no, I wouldn't say. If it's a soap, soap, I'm in. It's a drama. It's a drama. Oh. Yeah, well, it's a soap.
1: It's, Get to okay. it.
2: I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Give this one a go, and my slap very quickly. I was so looking forward to Marky Mark Wahlberg, who I'm a huge fan of. His new reality show um, on Foxtel called Wall Street. Mm. Get it? Uh, oh, to as in w-
1: as in Mark Wahlberg. Wall. W A. W-A- HL.
2: HL, but also a double play on The Word because it's about his business empire and it's so dull and so boring and I can't believe I'm even going to say this. I turned Marky Mark off. In fact, I am turned off Marky Mark after this. Wow. It's what? really all about his. Did F45. he come to
1: Yeah, he came to Australia his for an F forty five. His burger business. It's not even his F forty five. It's an. Australian. I know it's, it's
2: an Aussie. It's an Australian guy. This is uh, just like
1: he, the rock cafe, isn't it? Hard rock cafe. Yeah, or he's got he's got clothing
2: line. He's coming back out for his Wallburgers, which is really just to help his brother out. I think who's a chef.
1: Any Ooh. nakedness? It's sad, so that's a no. slap <laughs>
2: No nakedness, okay. but it's just unworthy.
1: All right, well, that's anyway, a slap from me slap. as well. <laughs> yeah, there you are. There Let's you are. On.
2: So that's what we've been watching. How about you? We love hearing your tips and thoughts, so please let us know on our Facebook page. TV Binge Box Podcast Gang is where you'll find us. Tell us what's worth a shallow dip or a deep dive. Speaking of deep dives, it's time for this week's...
1: Group Binge.
2: Tonight, we are here to celebrate what was on today. Um, I'd usually be ashamed to say I spent the day on the lounge but it was guilt free for those of us who love the Oscars. I'm of course talking about the 93rd Academy Awards which of course was very different this year a few months late. We have discussed a few COVID award ceremonies but this one was still very different. It was brought to us from two locations. Uh, Regina King opened up the show with the uh, an epic introduction, strolling into the iconic Union Station. So there was no monologue, funny man, sing and dance, any of that. Wasn't was that so-
1: effective, though?
2: Yes, it was like a TV show at the Holding beginning, right?
1: an Oscar. So I you thought, guys yeah, loved it. Is- yeah,
2: you liked them. I was, I was disappointed.
1: I loved that bit. I loved no, 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 that no, no
0: bit. That's not right. you loved that bit. Because producer Steven Soderbergh, had already sizzled that the first 90 seconds he said the whole broadcast will be like a film but that that first 90 seconds will be just like a film and the only thing i could think of was oceans 11.
2: Um, which he also was
1: produced well no, yeah say that. and well she's holding an oscar and um great dress yeah
2: i loved oh, the dress it looks sort of i like know a... nothing about yes. fashion No, but that was a great dress. Uh, She addressed the fact there were no protective masks. Um, They had to all be COVID tested a million times before they were allowed in. And the event marks the first time Tinseltown's finest have all gathered together in over a year for the three-hour, or you're going to tell me three-hour plus 20 show that Steven Soderbergh, as you just mentioned, Malk, uh, described as being like a movie. First thing I noticed, the red carpet is back. I know you guys aren't into fashion, but my standout for the girls out there was definitely Margot Robbie in Chanel. Shame oh, she didn't win an on. award. And we're Angela Bassett.
1: Take your word for it.
2: I, okay. I never said I wasn't into
0: fashion. I said that I just don't understand <laughs> fashion.
2: Ah, uh, there was. I, I was so excited to see the red carpet return because I mean, seeing people on their Zoom in their tracksuits with their cats and kids is kind of cute. But really, it's not. You know, Laura what we're Dern there in for. half so a duck. So that was a little bit nice. Still,
0: Laura Dern in half a duck. It, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, that, that. That was good. a bit weird.
2: That was a bit Swan Lake, wasn't Although it? Although I will point out uh, that now, Bangs
0: with the lazy ponytail is back. Well done, Mugger Robbie.
2: Bangs, yes. And Halle Berry. I know how good it might are, bangs I? See, I are back. I'm not very good at it. You did. You know. Move you've on. Been, you've been reading Daily Mail or something, Malk. Uh, now, there's actually so much to unpack. Um, can I start with my two favourite moments, fellas? Or That's should all I you open, get? The, open the floor to you? Is that all I yep. get? Okay, well, I'm going I'm to steal the, the favourite moment because I'm pretty sure it's going to be everyone's. And that was when uh, Brad Pitt made his little cameo, Mm -hmm. but that's not the favourite bit, presenting his award to the Best Supporting Actress to Yoon Yoo Jung from Minari or for Minari. Now, she is the 73-year-old grandmother in Minari. I told you about it, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, when I saw it. She is so cute in this film. And as he gave her the award, she's like, Mr. Brad Pitt, finally! Because his Plan B company actually produced the film. Yes um and she said oh Mr Brad Pitt it's so nice to meet you where were you while we were filming in Tulsa um and then I loved this bit too she thanked her sons for wait for it making me go out and work she said (laughs) thank you to my two boys who made me go out and work this is the reward because mummy works so hard so I did love that um she was gorgeous she definitely stole the show And then my second favourite moment was Daniel Kaluuya, who I adore. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. seen him in Judas and the Black Messiah. I think he should have been nominated for Best, for Lead Actor. It was a bit strange how they were both nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Definitely had more screen time than a supporting role. Um, he, He was hilarious. He's obviously very British. Very British sense of humour, and he pronounced to the audience in front of his mum and sister, who were sitting in the front and wanted to absolutely sink into the floor if they could. He said, "My my mum and dad, they had sex. It's amazing. I'm here." And she was so embarrassed, she just buried her head in her hand and shrunk under her chair. I thought that was a gold moment. So there, they were my two favourite moments. Malk, what were yours? Look,
0: and I'm gonna tell you, it's pretty tough to find a couple of good moments. Because I was Aww. largely underwhelmed. I had heaps. Largely <laughs> underwhelmed by the whole broadcast. Um, I, I just want to, um, and I love Regina King. I thought that her, op- she had an opening monologue, right? When she got to the stage, finally, she still did get to say a whole bunch. It just wasn't full of jokes. Um, you know, she pointed oh, out. I didn't like her opening funny.
1: monologue. I liked her opening walk. Sure.
0: Yes. Um, I didn't
1: like the opening one <laughs> the,
0: the conversation where we're sort of talking about, you know, Hollywood celebrating its successes through the pandemic and look at us, here we go, we're proving we can do it. Mate, if you really wanted to prove that you could do it, the Oscars this year would have been held in the, Australia at the Gold Coast, where almost every <laughs> film and TV series in America has been filmed. That's true. For the past 12 months. Anyway, um, it, look. I, I thought the fact that an, uh, an octopus won an Oscar is not a great idea. Um, <laughs> I, I did enjoy it. Grew on me. I loved um, having it. Can a, you he, explain what that was, Mark? No, 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 An octopus did not octopus actually win did not an award. Grow on me.
2: A man in love with an octopus won an even, award. even weirder. Even
0: weirder.
1: <laughs> oh, come on! Look, people love that documentary.
0: Yeah, people have.
2: Right I haven't seen them. it. Have you? Have you guys seen it?
1: My octopus teacher on Netflix is what we're discussing. I haven't, but the buzz is great for it, and I don't mind that you know the buzziest standout doctor is the one that wins.
0: These seven octopuses, and they you know, one was. <laughs> Stop anyway, it. it's Married at first for it. octopuses. <laughs>
1: um, the, I did. I was a bit thrown
0: when Regina King walked into the the set inside um, the the train station. That they were holding Union. the event in, um, with the whole sort of Art Deco kind of vibe, and everyone sitting in little pods and stuff. But by the end of it, I actually really dug it.
1: I also really enjoyed that. It, that's how the original Oscars used to be. Yeah, It, used right. to be a it was very intimate. Wasn't it? It was kind of cool. And yeah. They all sat around in little banquets and maybe got a bit of food and yep. stuff and, and had
2: and a bit to drink. There was yeah. a bit of karaoke. I
1: liked the smaller scale of yes, it. Yeah, I there was And clean. I liked the fact that there was no zoom. Also.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And Glenn Close did a bit of a booty dance. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it was all very intimate. There was
0: karaoke. I did enjoy Questlovers, yes. the MD slash band. I thought he did a fine job. Oh, with the gold crocs yeah, on? I mean, whatever he's wearing, whatever. He's got to stand up the whole show. <laughs> that's my. That's it. I mean, the there wasn't
1: too. a huge lot of moments no. of charm, was there? I agree with you. Maybe because I've seen Minari, and I know we discussed it, Joe, and... Yo Yong Ying, I think, was great. She had spirit. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was funny. Uh, she, in a, a funny way, was very true to her character, which was a, mm. a, had a wonderful impact throughout the film. And, yeah, Daniel Kalua also had a lot of energy, I thought, and was excited... Although win. he didn't
2: know the song, did he? When he was asked the trivia <laughs> question,
1: no, but oh, that was, the was on the spot. I thought oh, I was. Did you amazing. think
2: Glenn Close was prepped for that? Oh, That's
1: totally. The way she
2: knew that was totally. totally yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: she might have known the song, would she have known the dance. I yeah. did like Harrison Ford, though. You know, oh, old-fashioned movie star yep. giving truth to the old adage: "At age that um, no one in Hollywood knows anything." Yes. So. He read out these very negative opinions about a film that he'd once been in. Producer notes. Um, Yeah, producer notes. Opening too choppy Is everyone on drugs, flashback confusing, dialogue, deadly dull. And uh, then he said that movie was Blade Runner, one of my top five favourite films. So it was a moment of charm. And I just think that overall the ceremony was really light on with moments of charm.
2: Right, well, speaking of that, um, mm. I thought the, the one part of the ceremony that is always really heartfelt and tugs on your heartstrings is the in memoriam.
0: Mm. Did you
2: find they just raced through that? like It was like a speech show, slideshow with a sort of very upbeat, I think it was Stevie Wonder song. Um, I found that that didn't even really tug at the heartstrings in those sort of, in the way it usually does. I guess they didn't have someone on stage doing a big piano number. I
0: haven't seen Um, one in memoriam land properly in years at at any of these awards shows. Because there's always the criticism that some people got, air quotes, more airtime than others.
2: Well, they just, that they was like they were on a two second.
0: Yeah, but if you watch it back. There are definitely people that got longer pauses right, on their thing. Right. And now I get the, you know the the guy that did this or the producer or the no one knows about the cinematographer guy, he's not as important as Cloris Leachman or whatever. Sure.
2: There are a lot of deaths this year. I I actually was quite surprised looking back at that. You know, list. there's been From a global Chut- you know.
0: pandemic, on Joe.
2: Well, yes, I know, but it was still you know Sean Connery. Mm. Um, Ennio Morricone, who is my favourite composer. I do play the oboe. Um, Jerry Stiller, of course, Chadwick Boseman, Helen McCrory most recently, Christopher Plummer. There were some um, big names that have actually not made it into 2021, sadly. Talking about sad moments, the other one for me that was really heartfelt was uh, the guy that won, uh, I think from Denmark, who won the best foreign film. And he mentioned, he was sort of going on, and it sounded a bit to me, I was a bit like, oh, this sounds like a movie about white middle-aged drunks. I could go down to Coogee Surf Club and see that on
1: the weekend. Why would I have to
2: tune into this? But um, oh, I've got to say,
1: at that moment I got up and uh, started vacuuming, Joey. Oh, well, so you I missed. Him.
2: Yeah, you missed what he had to say because his daughter had died in a tragic car accident two weeks before they were about to begin filming. She was supposed to star in the film. And he then proceeded to say how he felt that you know she there was something in the air she was in the auditorium she'd probably pulled a few strings up above and and uh, that you know so that was actually quite a heartfelt moment. Okay, were there any disaster moments for you guys?
0: Not
1: oh, having yes. a host. No, Gosh. no, come on! The biggest disaster was the ending.
0: Oh, it was I just an
1: climax. No, I fail to understand why. I mean, all this talk about diversity, etc., etc. et cetera, why a male best actor award is more important than the best picture. Well, that's right. Normally they do
0: end with best picture, right, Brookie? Yeah. No, no, not normally.
1: Every single yeah. Oscar. I don't want to break it to you. That's ever.
0: normally. <clears throat>
2: and obviously no, we normally all implies know implies
1: that's the kind of default it's without exception is what i'm saying and i do not understand it was a big decision
2: to move it and they they obviously thought they were going to get the chadwick Boseman moment and possibly the wife on the stage and a big violin moment um but I can't but say they didn't. In one. They pro- got
1: a black and white picture of uh, yes. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. Who's
2: off visiting his father's grave and, in Wales and, and didn't even do a zoom or anything. And what? Phoenix going. Well, we
0: just accept on in his behalf. Thanks very much.
2: Yeah, it was is, such an anti climate.
1: Dude is eighty-six years old. Probably didn't think he could stay up till four a.m. Yeah. in Britain uh, at well the that's BAFTAs a, or the wherever point. it was. Um, but I have actually seen Fatherland. Yes. Fatherland and Minari at the. You know, the Nomad I Land? Have seen. No, haven't seen Nomad Land. Sorry,
2: The Father. Yeah, I thought you father. said Fatherland. And,
1: right. no, not, sorry, Minari and The Father. The Father.
2: And uh, isn't he fantastic? You
1: can see why he won it, and mm. you can see yeah. why it won for Best Adapted Screenplay. I'd actually seen the play at the Sydney Theatre Company, which is mind blowing. Yeah. And I think, I suspect for the film, when people don't know what's coming, it's also mind blowing because it's from his. Who,
2: bes- who did you see perform? In that role? John
1: Bell. Wow. Oh,
2: wow. And what was the. I mean, that would be a very very
1: interesting comparison. The play was better because there was more humour in it. And I found the film a bit uh, leaden and had kind of robbed. um, But you didn't
2: have the beautiful apartment to stare at.
1: No, you didn't. (laughs) Actually, another another bug there about something that you pointed out earlier was that Olivia (laughs) Coleman, who also appears in The Father, Was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I do not when she understand is this. The female star of the film. This has
0: become just, an just, all too common trend within mm, the last mm. few years of the Oscars yeah. where mm. lead actors or actresses have been pushed into a best supporting nomination role. Mm. And I do not yeah. understand why. Maybe they think, I don't know why. I don't know.
1: And look, much as I do love Anthony Hopkins, I feel that. Uh, the ending robbed Nomad Land of a bit of the glory mm. that it really deserves. So oh,
2: see see I what I loved about it was I was ready to write the Oscars off this year and say, Oh my God, what is the point? What's the point of a of a form? Because it's so predictable. Mm. We know all the winners, everyone oh, won that we yeah. thought would win, and I thought, yay, we actually got an upset. And mm. I actually believed he deserved the I thought that was a sublime performance. It was again. brilliant. Um, uh, technically, a masterclass.
1: I just want to um, point out something. Yeah, uh, I
2: enjoyed the upset.
1: I mean, the the whole ceremony was facing an uphill battle because yes. of the lack of films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, to vote for, I think, and the age had a live blog, and one of the journalists there, Gary Maddox, who's their film writer, pointed out, made a comparison with last year. And he just listed the films: 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, The Irishman, Ford vs Ferrari, Marriage Stories, well, Women, last Jojo year. Rabbit, and Parasite.
2: Wow! Yeah, and Parasite took it, didn't it?
1: Yeah, and I just think you know, compared to, and I admit I haven't seen a lot of the films this year, but that was part of the problem and I suspect we'll have more low ratings because of that. Yeah. Um I just don't think the catalogue was there. Yeah,
2: a lot a lot of them wouldn't have been released either. I have seen most of them. Mm. Um and I've got to say, Promising Young Woman I didn't think was an Oscar worthy film. It was not Oscar Worthy. Yeah. At all. Her Mm. performance is great, but um the film itself some of the performances in it are worse than what you see on, I don't know, I'm going to say Home and Away, and I haven't watched that in years.
0: Anyway, we're rambling now,
2: so let's give our score out of five. I'll throw to you first, Brookie. What did you think overall? I mean, it's hard to say, isn't it?
1: No, it's not, because I was on Instagram, and I saw a little Oscars moment from 1989, which was Michael Caine and Sean Connery, and they were presenting an award, and they were congratulating each other, on having won this award previously. I think it was Best Supporting Actor Mm -hmm. and how they'd loved each other's speeches. And Michael Caine said, oh, actually, Sean, I didn't give a speech because I wasn't there that year. I had to go and film something. But I've got my speech here in my pocket. I'm going to read it out (laughs) now. And I just thought, I just wished we'd had some moments like that. You know, genuine little moments of charm and humour from stars at the top of their game who weren't, uh, you know who weren't talking about important social issues. The big speech I did like was Francis McDormand saying, get back to the cinema. <laughs> yes. Yep. So yes. I think, uh, look, I do think I'm talking... And a very
2: I... short acceptance speech. Yeah. For... <laughs> that was great. I, I think
1: it was, it's a lot better than the other COVID-affected award ceremonies mm-hmm. we've seen. But I'm, I'm still only going to give it two out of five because I don't think if you've missed the Oscars, you've missed out on anything very much.
2: Yeah. That's a good point. Have you missed anything? Probably not.
0: Malk? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Brookie. Two out of five at best. Uh, it was underwhelming. It absolutely needed a host. It absolutely needed some jokes. Um, and it suffered from that. It kind of dragged itself along and, and that sort
1: of thing. I'd also want to um, probably... Oh, one more gripe. Sorry to please. interrupt. Where was the play-out music? Some of those yeah. speeches <laughs> rambled.
2: Well, that obviously made it deliberate choice not to right which was odd in itself you actually almost needed it didn't you i I did
1: like a bit of the background they had for the nominees but uh, anyway but do
2: you know did you notice when they were giving they did that instead of showing a clip of them in the film and i thought that was a mistake because a lot of people as you said haven't seen half these films so So it's like
0: laura dern basically giving her approval to some of the african-american actors in some of the roles that no Laura Dern. Oh it was yeah. A bit of a thanks Did thanks write that? for
1: contributing <laughs> to the cultural thanks conversation. Oh, no. I, I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to you know, thank you if you had a good performance or not. <laughs> we didn't even see the special effects <laughs> for that category. I thought, yeah, wow, that's going to be. A that good was moment. a weird
2: choice. Yes. I thought that was a weird. Choice. Sorry,
1: Malk, I interrupted. That's
0: all right. There is no way that the director of this year's Oscars is going to win an Emmy next year. And that's usually what happens. Yeah, good point. Um, Joe, uh,
1: okay, you... I just wanted to throw one last um, salvo, (laughs) one
0: one last one across the bow. Um, I think it is, uh, and this is very unwoke of me, I appreciate, uh, a complete shambles that Tyler Perry wins the Humanitarian Award at the Oscars. Oh, you didn't like that? As well as the Emmys. Oh, he did the, um, the Emmys. I know so much if, about this If bloke. you are the going watches. to be someone who, who creates your own studio, keeps unions out of that studio so that you can work people harder, so that you can earn more money, then more oh. is expected of you. Tyler Perry is no humanitarian. Oh.
1: Oh, I love you, Malk. I love you.
0: Controversial.
1: Mm.
2: Can I ask a quick question? Did they not have jokes because comedy is too dangerous? Is thats that... Is that what happens these days?
0: Who would deliver is it? Is it just too risky? Who would you get to yeah. Who would you get to host? It's, You've got
2: to get someone sad, who knows
1: timing and can deliver that's
2: again. That's sad, isn't it? That's just sad state of affairs that we can't have any jokes anymore. All right, well, I'm going to be a bit more generous. I'm going to say... Yeah,
1: Joe. I mean, you, you made us <sighs> watch this. Yes. I
2: did, I did. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half, which is ooh. far more respectable. The red carpet was back for me. That was a highlight. You boys didn't really care about that. That was... Um, that was glorious for me to see. Um, mm. And while the intimacy, uh, as you said, it was a bit more old school glamour Hollywood, I did miss the pomp and circumstance and, and the regalness that the Oscars mm. usually delivers. Mm. Uh, so that's why I'm giving it So three few and a half. people walk
0: wow. the red carpet. And it was actually really funny. Sunrise ran for an extra mm. hour on the East Coast to tail straight into the Oscars. Oh. So they cut over to Nelson Aspen and oh, I can't remember the other, the Australian guy who was on the actual red carpet for them. Um, And the stars were a solid metre and a half, two metres away behind another velvet rope with a mic on a mic stand that they were shouting out to get them to come over and then shouting at them so they could hear each other to have the
1: conversation. It was not great.
2: Let's hope by this time next year we're all back. Back in our former glory, huh? So
1: we had the Oscars this week. You also made us watch Little Birds, Joe. Mm. You are t- zero for <laughs> two. What, what have you got what have you got lined up for us next well, week? Well,
2: i I'm actually I've handed it over since I'm so controversially bad at choosing. Malk, <laughs> you are in the driver's seat next week. There's a few new shows. I'm I'm actually very, very intrigued to see what you pick because there's so many mm. new shows. On seven, nine, ten at the moment.
0: Well, as we mentioned, Big Brother kicked off tonight while we we're recording, so we could have mm. could have been watching that. Spoilers: We're not going mm. to. Um, we could have uh, been watching oh, the new season of Master but Chef.
1: But likes it's the only reality show I'm ever really interested <laughs> in. I'm just putting that out. We there. We could have been
0: watching the new season of MasterChef, which Ten are offering up, and already a little bit worried about its ratings. Oh, I haven't watched mm. it. I haven't. Maybe you're part nice. of the problem, Joe no. Casamento. Mm. Um, instead, Maybe. however, I thought that we would offer the first southern hemisphere i think it is the first summer summer southern hemisphere version of a north american cracking series commissioned by stan filmed in new zealand RuPaul's drag race down Under. oh, yay! This starts this oh saturday, i'm so up for that this saturday the first of may on stan uh, get your this subscriptions out or sign up and sashay away friends it is all on
1: television for the gays
2: Oh, I can't wait. My kids love that too. I thought you were going to have us watching Lego Masters, so I'm so thrilled. Oh, Thank you, Mark. The hosts, You will
0: not want to miss it.
2: Well, it's always such a big hit, that show, isn't I it? It's been how be many massive. seasons?
1: People are obsessed by it. I'm a bit crestfallen because my favourite drag, drag queen, who used to host Turbo Trivia at the Carrington Hotel in Surrey Hills when I lived in Sydney, poor, uh, Hannah Conda...
0: Brilliant. has not made
1: the cut Brilliant. and i just think Aww. she is fabulous already the anyway. best name
0: of the the drag queens lined up karen from finance that is my favorite name just <laughs> but uh look all of us will get to watch it join in from home friends join among others um meldrum hannah who has outed herself as a massive drag race fan uh we'll all be watching and talking about it next week
2: so that's when Saturday, Saturday night. on Is it? Stan. I don't Saturday know if it's night.
0: night, morning, or when, but it's coming to Stan okay. probably later. Saturday afternoon. on
2: Stan. Awesome. All right. Well, we are out of time this week. I have to race over to the ARR show with our newest Melbourne housewife. Who just quickly, Brookie, how was the housewife launch? You didn't yes. tell us.
1: Oh no, because we missed out. I had a ball. Did and you? So jealous. I Were you think... seduced? I was seduced, so Joe. By the glamour. And, uh, no, I wasn't seduced by the glamour, I was seduced by the women. Mm. Oh, And Rick. I'm going to say something slightly controversial. I think that The Real Housewives of Melbourne is the new wave of feminism.
0: Wow. Oh,
1: wow.
2: Big statement. Okay. So I'm going to spend Even the rest Gianna? of the
1: year trying to make that statement true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, they're filming now, oh, so they've lazy. got a lot to live up to. Just tell me, did Jackie read your future? Or did she get any angels?
1: No, no, no. 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 She's oh, the old dame now.
0: I mean, all of the others, to be frank, she with is. Gina stepping out of the She's way, the Jackie Gillies mm. is central focus on that show.
1: Yeah, and actually I will say that launch, they handled it brilliantly because everyone's like, um, oh, what are we here for? The whole thing was announced a year ago. And then the Herald, Sunday Herald Sun like, oh. had said that Gina... Was not appearing, and so everyone completely knew they thought what was happening, yes. and then suddenly at the end, out pops Jackie. Shit, no one in the room ah. knew. No, that's amazing. No one. Yeah.
2: That's a big secret yeah. to have kept. All right. Well, it, as usual, it's been an absolute pleasure to be here with you all. It's literally my favourite night of the week, which is probably a sad reflection of my life, really, but it's true. So, so... hope your children
1: aren't listening, Joe.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of TV Binge Box. If you want to chat with us, give us a suggestion or just say hi, then head over to our Facebook group page or find us on Twitter or Instagram. Yep. We're, uh, we're at, at TV underscore Bingebox. I think of both. Uh, otherwise... Check us out or follow us on Spotify and click subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That always helps. Malk, where can we find you? I'm
0: at Steve Malk everywhere that counts, even on, um, uh, you know, the, the, the un, unaware kind of social media that you don't even know about, the dark web social media. That's not even a thing. Ah. Um, make sure you do get your friends uh, to listen, encourage them, talk about the show, uh, jump on and please do give us five stars and a lovely review wherever you do listen because we'd love to read them out and we would love to have others Find out about, A, what we're watching, and, B, we'd love to know what they're watching, what you're watching. So do get involved with the Facebook group. Thank you.
2: Mm, and we'd love to rate
0: mm.
2: well. <laughs> I'd love to find us in a, in a you know, section of, of the podcast listing. So get on and subscribe and rate us. Brookie, where can you find us? Am I begging yes. too much?
1: Yes, yes, but it's charming. <laughs> www.. Theage.com.au slash I thought you oh, had your own personal website. I wondered
2: happened. what was coming, cookie okay. on the go.com.
1: Yes. No, no, I'm going to repeat it again because you interrupted. www.theage.com.au slash CBD. we have got to get? Yes, it is my own personal website. Thank you we've very much. we have
0: got to get a sponsorship oh, from I 9 it. because this has become a massive plug uh-huh. for one of their papers.
1: Uh-huh. Big scoop on Rosalia Russian in the paper tomorrow.
0: Oh, can't wait.
2: Uh, well, I'm at Joe Casamento on what? Uh, what, I'm, what, I'm, what am I? I'm who am I? I'm Joe Casamento one on Twitter Correct. and joe.casamento on Instagram, where you can find me cooking oh, with influencing. You, know... you are
0: influencing everything, <laughs> Joe,
2: with nut butter and all sorts of fabulous things. Uh, we look forward to your company again next week. Until then, stay safe, stay warm, and in the words of Francis McDormand at today's Don't awards ceremony up on the podium, get into a theatre. And sit shoulder to shoulder and go see a film.
1: Yay.